we are in the midst of a new series. As a matter of fact, today we're going to start the, the second volume. And on this volume, we're going to just na- do it part seven. So we know we've been doing part one, two, three, four, five, six. We're just going to continue. Part seven. Okay. Uh, volume number two. Uh, we're going to just name this part seven. Okay. Now, let's get into the word of the Lord this morning. Now, this word today is, is really, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is a blessing. Because what it does is show us what to do. How to be saved is my ministry. My ministry is to teach you how to be saved. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And the Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Now this word transform is the same thing as renew, which is created. We talked about that last week. Be conformed, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Verse number three says, for I say through the grace Give it to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. My emphasis on verse number two. Present your body a living sacrifice. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And my series on, as we start this second volume, we're just going to name this part seven, volume number two. And we're going to talk about renew your mind. Now, in this volume two, renew your mind, we're going to go back to Romans chapter number eight. Now, Romans chapter eight, we're going to read verse five through verse 10. Romans chapter eight, verse five. Through verse 10. Now, Romans chapter 8 really is your doctrinal book. This is where you get your doctrine from. Romans chapter 8, and we're going to start reading verse number 5. Romans 8 and 5 told us, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. Then verse number six is where we get in our subject. We got our subject from verse six last week. Half of that, this half, we're going to do this week. The first half last week, we did the last part. To be calmly minded is life in peace. Now that's, I'm sorry, to be spiritually minded is life in peace. That's what we taught last week. Today, we're going to take the first part. To be calmly minded is death. Now, God has given you the definition of life and death. He's showing you how to get life, how to get death. Now, if anybody who's listening know that God gave you the definition for death, gave you the definition for life. Now, think, that's all I need you to do this morning. Don't leave your heads in the car. You're going to need them. You got to think. To be calm in mind is death. If, if I got a natural, carnal-minded, 
then I got death. But if I have a spiritual mind, then I have life and peace. Now that's what the Bible just gave us. The definition for life and death. Now, let's pray because we're going to go to the Father because he's the one who wrote the book, okay? Heavenly Father, we come in the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we ask you to lead us and guide us, help us understand, teach us, show us. Thank you for your divine protection. Thank you for your precious blood, your precious son. Thank you for your son making him an offering and also a burnt offering and a sin offering. We give you the praise and the glory for that. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the Holy Spirit to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to help us. In the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. And I pray that you speak to the audience, speak to the audience wherever they are that they will understand this message. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, now. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 6, that's the verse we want to really show you today. Romans 8 and 6 says, to be calmly minded is death. Now, that's our subject. To be calmly minded is death. He gave you the definition of death. Now, let, now, let's kind of back up a little bit. Let's back up. Now, when I taught you chapter one, I taught you in the first volume. This is what I says. Part one is how do I renew my mind? Now, these things are already on the podcast. We not only taught them on Facebook, but we put them on a podcast. So you'll be able to now have the scriptures on podcasts. So in these messages you go to on podcast, you can follow me along with the scriptures. You will see the actual scriptures of what I'm reading. All right. So the first teaching was, how do I renew my mind? Well, Romans 12, 1, 2 told me that I got to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So he told me how I'm going to do it. But that's not enough. That's just the first question. That's what I'm saying. That's why I teach series. You just can't get one tape and answer the Bible. Now, in part two, I talked about in part three and four. I taught part one and two, how do I renew my mind? Then I taught three and four. I went to Ephesians 4, 22. Let's go, to, let's go there. We're just going to do this to catch up our orders. Ephesians chapter four and verse number 20 told us. Ephesians chapter four. In verse 20, Paul said, you have not so learned Christ. If so be, you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation. Now, remember, the former conversation is the old man. Now, I'm going to say something today that, that God showed me. The old man, the old man is the carnal man. I just want you to know, because that's maybe something I want to see in this message. The old man is the corner man. All right, remember that. So watch what it says. It says that you put off, we're in Ephesians 4 and verse 22. Put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Now remember, when you put off the old man, he's talking about put off the corner man. Now, how can you put off the corner mind? Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a, a young man from Mississippi, plantation. 
And we saw how a snake, for example, how he shed. All animals pretty much shed, you know, like a sheep. You know, you can shield sheep. But also snakes shed. So what they do when it's time to shed, they will catch a hold of something. Go through the bushes, thorn bushes, and let the thorn catch and snag this old man and drag him off. And so a lot of time as a young man, you walk through the wood, you go like, whoa, look at the end. That's where a snake used to live. He has taken off the old shed, old stuff, you know. But that's not how we can do it. We, don't, we can't do it like that. But the Bible told us how to do it. That's what I'm showing you right now. Oh, I'm so glad you're listening. You're getting ready to learn something right now. Now, watch what he told you to do. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22, he told you to put off the former conversation, the old man. And I said to you that the old man is the carnal mind. How am I going to put off my carnal mind, Pastor? And then it says, the carnal mind is corrupt, so we got to put it off, according to deceitful lusts. And then he said, be renewed. Now, I taught you that in part three and four. It's already on the podcast. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And I showed you what it means to be renewed. To be renewed means to be created. you got to become a new creature. That's going to be John chapter three. We're going to show you that in a moment. And then verse number 24. And that you put on the new man. Put him on which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, and then verse 25 said, put away lying. See, all that old man, once you have put off the old man, you'll know. You have put away lying, speak to every man's truth to his neighbor. We are members one of another. See, all this anger and bitterness and wrath and strife and division. See, I tell people in a minute, if you can't love, you still got on the old man. Let me say it again. If you can't love, you still got on the old man. Because the new man is Christ and God is love. All right. Now, with that in mind, let's go to the next part. So I told you how to be renewed in your mind first. Second, I told you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Then we went to part five and six. And I say to be spiritual minded is life. That's why I gave you Romans chapter 8, verse 6. But in that teaching, I told you what you had to do to get it. So let's go to, let's go to Colossians 3. See, we just walked this thing right down. And that's why I want you to follow me in the word. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Now, this same chapter teaches the same thing as Ephesians chapter 4. Put off the old man, put on the new man. But it's going to give you some extra stuff. Modify. Now we picks up a big word called modify. Now, if you don't mind about writing inside your Bible, that the word modify means put to death. So now the key is, how can I do that? The Bible is going to tell us. This is not a natural work. This is not a man work. This is the Holy Spirit work. Remember I told you to put them off? How am I going to put them off? I got to modify my members, which are upon the earth. These are my members. See, what's happening is people having problems 
with their members and they don't realize you just need to be saved. You need to put off this. You, you can't. See, if you're still doing this, it's evidence you still got it on. If you're still doing it, it's evidence you still got it on. You never put it off. Watch what it says. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication. See, those are your members. Fornication. Uncleanliness. Inordinate affection. Evil concupiscence. Those are evil desires. Covetousness, which is idolatry. For, for which thing the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walk sometime. You used to, we used to walk in that sometime when we lived in them. Now you got to live what he just says. We walk in them because we lived in them. See, when people are still in fornication, Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, and he can go on. Hatred. Let me read. A, let me read a list of them. Let me show you something. Let's go back to Galatians. We come right back there in Galatians chapter five. Let me show you the list in Galatians chapter five, verse number nineteen. See, when I when we teach this on our podcast, you're going to be able to see the scriptures that's going to be right there. But right now, just take my word for it, okay? Or get your Bible. Now, in Galatians 5, 19, Now therefore, watch what it says, The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Now he's going to name the works of the flesh. See, he didn't give you all of these in Colossians and Ephesians, but over here he's going to give you a list, boy. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Otherwise, I didn't name them all. Such like. Now, I, want, I got the good news today. I'm going to be reading out the good news. I'm going to read that Galatians chapter 5 out of the good news. Because I'm going to show you something that's really going to hit you today. I'm praying for the Holy Spirit, uh, the Father today, to make sure he gets this over to you. So in, in Galatians chapter number 5, out of the good news, I'm going to start reading with verse number 19. He said, what human nature does is quite plain. It shows itself in immoral, filthy, indecent actions, in worship of idols, witchcraft, people become enemies, and they, are, they fight, they become jealous, angry, ambitious. They separate into parties and groups. They are envious, they get drunk, they have orgies, they do other things like these. But I warn you, Paul says, I warn you now as I have before. Those who do these things would not possess the kingdom of God. See, the reason why people are not safe, they don't want to turn away from this wickedness. Listen, Paul gave them, the Holy Ghost gave it to us, how to be saved. You got to put him off. You cannot have on the old man and still be saved. See, we just think, well, well you know, we all, we all human. That's, that's, that's the quote. We all human. Well, God wants you to not be human no more and become spiritual. 
That's the problem we had with the old man. He was human. All right. Now let's go back in the King James, Galatians chapter 5, and let's go back to our message today. Because Colossians chapter number 3 told us to modify. We back. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Modify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Put them to death. How I'm going to do it? I'm going to show it to you. You got to mortify your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which you also walk, watch what it says, sometime when you lived in them. Now, do you still live in them? Because you got to put that off. And then the next verse says, but now you put off all these. He's going to keep naming them. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, physical communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. See him you have put off the old man and his deeds. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him which created him. Now, this, this is what God said to the church to do. This is, let me say it again. This is what God said for us to do. Now, if I come into the body of Christ, if I want to be a part of the body of Christ, this is what I need to do. See, I can say, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. I can say, that's in 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to go back there. Because this is what, we say here, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 through 4. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, Paul says, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. See, I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sin, according to the scripture. He was buried. And he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Well, that is what my faith is. That's what I believe. Now, if I believe that, then I will allow the Holy Spirit to do what he's supposed to do in my life. Let me show you what the Holy Ghost is going to do in your life. If you really believe what the word said, Christ, death, bed, and resurrection, then in Romans chapter number 8, let me show you what's going to happen. Romans chapter 8. See, to say that, to say one thing, you don't see no evidence, something's wrong somewhere. Romans chapter 8 and verse 13. Watch this verse. He told you how it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you believe the scripture. When you believe in Christ, death, death, and resurrection, now the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to come into your life or come into your heart and save your soul. Watch Romans chapter 8 verse 13. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. If you live after the flesh, you're going to die. But if you, through the Spirit, that's the key word. If you, through the Spirit. Now, what do that mean? If you have faith in Christ, death, bed, and resurrection. If you, through the Spirit, because once you do that, the Spirit takes over your life. You modify now the deeds of the body, you shall live. If you through the Spirit. So, but that's not what people are teaching you. People are teaching you get baptized in water in Jesus' name. 
and you'll put off the old man and put on the new man. See, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. The wage of sin is death. You can't get rid of sin that way. See, if man could do that, he's telling you we can get rid of sin today. When we baptize you, we get rid of sin. Listen, they lying to you. No man can get rid of sin. That's why Christ had to come. And then you got people who say, oh, well, we know we're not doing it, but when we baptize them in water in Jesus' name, that's when it happened. No, 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 no. It's not happening by what man does. It happened by the Spirit. Let me read it again. I'm going to read it out of the good news. It says, for if you live according to your human nature, you're going to die. <laughs> If you live according to your human nature, I'm reading to you out of the NL, out of the good news. If verse 13, Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to your human nature, you're going to die. But if you by the Spirit, you put to death your sinful actions, you will live. Well, how in the world can I put to death my human actions? That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You need Romans chapter 6. Let's back up. See, that's why you have the book of Romans chapter number 6. This is why Paul is teaching you what happened to him. What happened to him? Romans chapter 6, and we're going to start reading with verse number 3. This is why the word baptism, you hear me using all the time, because people take it naturally. And try to make something happen in your life spiritually, and it can't happen. This baptism must be by the Spirit. First Corinthians 12. Let me show you that first. We're gonna, we're gonna read Romans chapter number six. Now, in First Corinthians chapter number 12, told you who's gonna do it. First Corinthians, I just don't want you to be deceived. That breaks my heart when I hear somebody tell you get baptized in water in Jesus' name and receive the Spirit. That breaks my heart. And not only my heart, I believe it breaks the Father's heart because he has sent his son to die for the sins of the world. In 1 in, in Corinthians chapter number 12, and verse number 13, just one verse. For by one spirit are we all baptized. I'm going to get ready to read Romans chapter 6 because I'm going to show you baptism. But, but watch what baptism he's talking about. For by one spirit are we all by, baptized. By one spirit. By one spirit. Because of one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Okay, this is what the Holy Ghost did. Now let's go over to Romans chapter 6. And let's now show you in Romans chapter 6 what the spirit did. I'm going to read this out of the... King James, and then I'm going to read it out of the good news. That's how good it is. And verse number three, Romans 6 and 3. He says, Know ye not that so many of us, I'm coming to you. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ. Now remember, he didn't say going to be baptized. 2,000 years ago, were. Past tense. As Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were, past tense, baptized into his death. Now, if I was baptized into his death, I'm showing you how I got rid of the old man. 
I'm showing you how God got rid of the old man from me. Because when I put my faith and trust in Christ, that's what the Holy Ghost does. He baptized me into Christ's death. Therefore, we are buried with him in the baptism, by baptism into his death, that like as Christ. See, you need to study a word called his death. There's your death and there's his death. So what God did, he put us in his death. Okay? Now, he died 2,000 years ago. Yeah, but faith, faith, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what happened when a man received Christ today? Holy Ghost put him in Christ's death. Knowing that so many of us were baptized into his death, into Jesus Christ, were baptized to his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk now in newness of life. So now we can walk in as a new creation. Because we've been buried, baptized into his death. Verse 5. For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. Do you understand he keeps saying his death, his death, his death? God put your life in his death. God put our life in his death and then gave us his life. Now, verse 5 says, we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Can't you see what God's doing? And verse 6 said, knowing this, here it is, that our old man, remember that's the carnal mind. I told you when we started, the old man is the carnal mind. The new man is the spiritual mind. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin, there goes, there goes my old man. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That we henceforth, we should not serve sin. We should not serve sin. Verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. So he used his own death to baptize us into so, we could, so he could destroy the sin that was in our lives, but also raise us up in, into a new creation. Now he did all this in his own natural physical body, but we are partakers of that through the word. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Then verse 11, reckon, likewise reckon, reckon, see reckon. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead. Reckon ye also yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God. Watch this, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through our Lord. Then he told you, let not, let not therefore sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey the lust there. Don't let your physical body do things so you can obey it. Why? Don't yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. Yield your members to God of those that are alive from the dead and your members that instruments now righteousness unto God. Watch what it said in verse 15. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law 
but you're under grace. What an awesome, awesome teaching that Paul, by the Holy Ghost, had to do. The Holy Spirit is showing us what happened. Now, I'm going to read the same thing. I'm going to keep my word. Good news, chapter 6. Chapter 6 and verse 3. Because my whole point is, I want you to understand what you're saying. I'm going to come to this camera over here. Romans chapter number 6. Now, Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Romans 6 and verse 3. Surely you know that when we were baptized into union with Christ Jesus, we were baptized in the union with his death. By baptism, then we were buried with him. We shared his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the power of the Father, so also we might live a new life. For since we have become one with him in dying, as he did, in the same way we shall be with him by being raised to life as he was. We know that our old being, our old nature, has been put to death with Christ on the cross. In order that the power of the sinful self, of our sinful nature, might be destroyed so that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For when a person dies, he is freed from the power of sin. So that's why God had to baptize into his death. Then verse 8 says, Since we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. We know that Christ has been raised from the dead and will never die again. Death would no longer rule over him. And so because he died, sin has no power over him. See, that's, why, that's how you're going to know, have, have you died? Have you been put into Christ's death? Sin has no more power over you. That's how you know. Sin has no more power over your life. The power of sin has been broken through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All right, now, I gave you the last thing, and I gave you in Colossians, I showed it to you, and I showed you how to modify. Then I showed you also, but let's go and show you one more. Let's go to Ephesians, chapter number uh, 6. Let's show you one more. Now, I'm going to go to Galatians 6. That's where I want to go. Let's go to Galatians 6. That's where I want to go. Now, this scripture is the same thing that I got, just got through showing you. When I told you in Colossians 3, 5, mortify your memory which is upon earth. Put off the old man. All through the word of God, Paul is telling us this, by the Holy Ghost, the same things. He just saying it differently. Watch what this one says. And see, can you remember this? Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man showeth. Now you got people, and we've been growing up in the, in the churches, they'll take this and use this to teach finances. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man showeth, that shall he reap. And turn around and teach finances. That is not what this scripture is talking about. You don't teach finances. We can go show you that 
in, in God's word in Corinth, but this is not talking about finances. He's not talking about you going to reap what you sow financially. Because that's not God's way of teaching. Don't shout me down. But watch what he says. He's talking about if you live a life after the flesh, you're going to die. See, he's saying the same thing that he's told you in Romans chapter number. Uh, let me read that one out of Romans 8.13 again. See, he's, reading this, he's, he's showing you the same thing, just given to you differently. Romans chapter 8, once again, verse 13. If you live out of the flesh, Romans 8.13 of the King James. If you live out of the flesh, you're going to die. That's what he's telling you. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So you got to understand something. Let me break it down into Earl Crump terms. I've been put into this earth in a fleshly body. My body is going to die. Because the word said, the day you eat thereof, Adam, you shall surely die. Dust thou art, dust thou shall return. So what do I need to think about? If I know I'm going to die, I know I'm going to die one day. I'm not in a hurry, but I'm going to have to die one day. So what I need to be doing is think, how am I going to get out of this body? Wait a minute. Why do I need to get out of the body? Because your body going to die. They kept telling the people when they had the floods, and I'm not talking about Noah flood. They just had one in New Orleans years ago. They told those people to evacuate. No, I think I'll stay around. I think I'm okay. And then the water got up to the, to the kitchen, and they got up to the top of the stair. And then after a while, they didn't have nowhere to go. That water got so they have to knock a hole in the roof and come and sit up on top of the roof. How many saw that? How many saw that? Sat on the top of the roof because that was that much water. Now, what is that saying to you? They could evacuate it. They didn't have to go through that. They might not. It could have been they couldn't have got out that house and they would have died in that house. See, that's the chance you take it right now. God put you in this flesh. Why did Moses go into Egypt? Let me see your wisdom now. Why did Moses go into Egypt? Oh, we know he did all the plagues and all that, but his whole purpose was to bring the people out of Egypt, bring them to the mountains so they can meet God. That was his mission. So how are the people going to get out of Egypt? They had to follow Moses. So Moses told them in the 11th chapter of Exodus, God said, okay, one more miracle, one more plague. And we're going to use the death of a lamb and put the blood of the doorpost after this. They will surely let you go. Because once the lamb died and put the blood of the doorpost, then the deaf angel is going to come around and everybody who's in the flesh is going to die. And once I show them my great power, they're going to come to you, Moses, and say, get out of Egypt. That's what they did. So Moses' responsibility was go into Egypt and deliver the people out 
of bondage and bring them to God. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit want to do in your life today. The Holy Spirit wants to come inside. This is what Jesus died for, so he can come in you and can take your soul and deliver it out of this body. So when this body dies, he will take your soul out of this body and take it into the very presence of God for eternity. Church, don't you miss out for somebody telling me, just get water and baptized and you'll be okay. I'm going to show you in this word today that if that happened, you're going to die in your sins. I'm going to show you what it means to die in your sins. Today, we're going to talk about that today. So Jesus came to get you out of the body, out of the house. Stop pushing him away. There's nobody can deliver you from the body but the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Your soul has no other way to get out. Let me show you something that Paul gave us. All of this stuff is so good. I'm not done with Galatians chapter number 6. Let me show you what the word of God says. In Galatians chapter number 6, verse number 7. And after we do Galatians chapter number 6, I'm going to take you through several, several today. I'm going to take you through Romans chapter 7. Let me read Romans 7. I'm going to come back to Galatians 6. Oh, this stuff is so good, brother. Galatia, Romans, I'm going to give you two verses here. We still got John to go through. We, we go get it done. Romans chapter 7 and verse 22. I'm going to come to this camera on this side for a little while. Romans chapter 7 and verse 22. Paul said, I delight. Now watch what he says now. In verse 22, I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, we're going to do some teaching uh, this, 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 this next time around, probably a time after, about the inward man. But he said, but I delight in the law of God after the inward man. I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity, watch this, to the law of sin, which is in my members. So I know where sin at. Sin is in your members. It's in your flesh. It's in your old nature. That's why you got to put it off. Then he said this, O wretched man that I am. Romans 7, 24. O wretched man that I am. He's going to ask a question. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who going to deliver me from the body of this death? Who going to deliver me from the body of this death? That ought to be your question. Who going to deliver you from the body of this death? I'm going to show you a couple, couple places here. Showing you your soul going to die. How's your soul going to get up? All right, let's keep going. Now let's go back to show you one more in Galatia. Now don't forget, I just showed you. We're going to show you that's going to be our closing. How's your soul going to get out? Your body going to die. How's your soul going to get out? Who's going to deliver me from the body of this death? Jesus, Paul says. Romans 7, 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, 
Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who going to deliver me? And then verse 25. Hallelujah. There's the answer right there. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. Now, you might say, well, I thank God I was baptized in water in Jesus' name. That is not what it says. That's where you've been deceived at. Paul said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the Lord God, but with the flesh the Lord's sin. The Lord's sin is in my flesh, but with my heart I serve the Lord God. What an awesome thing. Who's going to deliver you from this body, this death? Let me show you Galatians one more time. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Then he's going to tell you the same thing I read to you in Romans chapter 8 and verse 13. I read it again. Romans 8, 13 says, If you live out of the flesh, you're going to die. But if you through the Spirit do modify the deeds of the body, you're going to live. So your flesh want your soul to go with it to the grave. Your soul going to have to make a choice because Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling you to come live with him through eternity. Flesh calling you to be in fornication, adultery. Jesus calling you to live with him. Which one, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Once you die, your soul will go to hell in the grave with the flesh for eternity until it be cast into the lake of fire. But if you turn, turn to God, then God will save your soul. Boy, this stuff is so good. Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to show it to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 too. Be not deceived. Galatians 6 and 7. God's not mocked. Whatsoever man sowed, that shall he also reap. You got to understand, God is not mocked. You are not going to put God to shame. You live out of the flesh, and if you don't renew your mind, you're going to die, and your soul going to go to hell for eternity. Verse number 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you live after the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if, if you sow to the Spirit, if you live your life and give your life to Christ and get your mind renewed and put off the old man and put on the new man, you're going to live. You're going to reap life. See, it's not like he can do, change it. That's, that's his system. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. You're going to reap what you sow. You can't blame nobody. You die and go to hell, you can't blame nobody. That's the life you chose to live. Let me show it to you again. Be not deceived, Romans chapter, uh, Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived, God not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. If you're sold to the flesh, if you live your life after the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. 
That means judgment and hell and everything to go with it. But if you're sold to the Spirit, if you give your life to Christ, Spirit, life everlasting. So that's why he said, let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. Now this is, you're going to die. If this earthly house of your soul, your soul is your tabernacle. That's why God has come in tabernacle with you. He lives in your soul. But if your earth of your physical flesh die, and if people are dying right now, brother, big time. People are dying right now, big time. I checked out how many deaths in the United States this past Friday. And I put, it on, I put it on because I wanted to show, and I usually don't have my phone on me. But I had this, and I've been following up, and I told my wife, I said, you know what, I'm going to take this. And this past 5th, June the 5th, and June the 5th, there was 109,000 people dead in the United States. A hundred and nine. I stood right here about three Sundays ago. And I said, we have just entered into a hundred thousand people dead in the United States. Now, June the 5th, it's a hundred and nine thousand. And then this morning, this morning I checked out Google. You can just Google and ask Google how many people have died in the United States today is 112,000. 112,000 people plus have died. Think about it. In the United States, 59,000 in Michigan. 112,000 people have died in the United States in three months. We're talking about April, May, June. We can say middle of March, middle of June. Three months. 112,000. That's nearly 40,000 people a month in America. And yet people don't want God. You're going to die. You're going to die. Or you're going to live. Now you got to make yourself. If you live out of the flesh, keep doing the things in the flesh, living out the flesh, that's how you spend your life. Your soul going to die. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, do you know this? Paul said we have a building of God. We have somewhere to go. Do you have somewhere to go? Like I told you about that man in New Orleans when they told him to evacuate, and then all of a sudden he was on the top of his roof, couldn't go no further. 
Somebody had to come get him. The water was all the way up to his feet. And he's sitting on the top of the roof. Thank God a boat came by. Thank God a boat came by. Thank God a plane came down and lifted him up. What you going to do? If we know that our earthly house of this tabernacle is ours, we have a building. Do you have a building of God? Paul said we have a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. Now that's Christ. God is offering you to come move in with him. As a matter of fact, let's put it another way. God is going to give you an ultimatum. If you let God move in with you, he'll save your soul when the house go down. You can't beat that. That's a good bargain. That, that, that's a good bargain there. That he wants to come in your house and live with you. So when your soul die, not your soul die, when your flesh die, he'll make sure you can have a building with him for eternity. This, this is an awesome thing here, man. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 5, verse 1 says, We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle desire, we have a building of God, a house not made with hand. It's eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan honestly, desire to be closed upon with our house from heaven. If so, being clothed, we should not be found naked. We that are in this tabernacle, we do groan, being burdened, not that we will be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality, watch this, might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also has given to us the honest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are in, at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. For we are confident, he says, I say, willing to be rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, if you're going to be absent from the body, present with the Lord, how's it going to happen? You just rejected the Lord, man. See, if you reject the Lord, who's going to get you out of the body? Show it to you one more time. Romans chapter 7. Let me show it to you one more time. I believe you're almost ready. I believe you're almost ready. Makes sense, doesn't it? Well, this is what salvation is all about. All this other stuff you heard, I don't know about. God want to come into your Egypt and bring you out of captivity. God want to come into your world, into your world, into your house, and seal your soul to the day of redemption. So when your body dies, before you close your eyes, brother, the Lord will take you out of that house. Right now, you don't have no deliverer. You got to understand, how did you get in here? How did you get in the world? Some doctor. Some handmaid. Somebody had to deliver you into this world. How are you going to get out? How's your soul going to get out the body? You need a deliverer. And I'm telling you, there's nobody that can deliver you like Jesus. Boy, I'm telling you, 
He, nobody can deliver you out of that house like Jesus. Nobody can deliver you out of that house but Jesus. Let me show it to you. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Watch what Paul said in verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who going to do it? Paul said, I thank God. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, let me show you something. In sec- while we're in 1 Corinthians 15, let me show you a verse in verse 50. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 50. Watch what it says. In verse 50. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood. Now this is, we go into, we go into John chapter 3 closing out. Flesh and blood, he says, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Isn't this what God told Nicodemus? Same thing. Now I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither corruption inherit incorruption. Listen. Your flesh and your blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Christ. Your flesh and your blood cannot inherit Christ. The only way you can receive an inheritance, you must be a righteous man. All the promises, all the blessings of God is for the righteous. Well, the only way a man is righteous, he got to be in Christ. So he's telling you in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50, Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. But then he's going to say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me show you something. Let me show you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we should all be chained. you got to be chained. That's the same thing he told me when I started out in Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which you'll read in the service. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what's the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. you got to be changed. That's what Paul teaches. Salvation for the soul. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. He said, look, I'm going to show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, it's going to happen. The change takes place quick. At the last trump, the trumpet is going to sound. The gospel is going to be preached. The dead shall be raised and corrupted. That's what happens when you change. You're raised from the dead. And we shall be changed. That word change means transformed. When the gospel is preached and you believe the gospel, it changes you. It transforms you in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. It's an awesome thing to hear the gospel. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. That's what he's talking about. Putting off the old man, putting on the new man. That's what's going on. So when this corruptible shall have put on corruption, this mortal have put on immortality, then shall be brought to sin, Brought the path of saying, now death is swallowed up in victory. Look at God. Once God takes off this old man and puts you on a new man, what happened? Death now is swallowed up in victory. Now Paul going to say, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, because there's no grave for the righteous. Let me, let me stop right there. Because I'm telling you right now, there's a thing going on where people think that the righteous are going to be put in the ground. No, 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 no. Your flesh, 
Got to go back because God said, dust thou art and the dust thou shall return. You can't believe absent from the body in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 through 8. You can't believe absent from the body present with the Lord and then turn around and tell the people you're going to put the soul, the, body, the soul in the ground with the body. You can't believe both of them. Now, if you're saved, you're saved from the grave. If you're saved, you're saved from corruption. You're saved from judgment. You're saved from death. You're saved from hell. Do you understand? If you're saved, watch what it says. First Corinthians 15 and 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on them incorruption, and this mortal have put on immortality, then we be brought the path to saying that's written, death is swallowed up in victory. Woo! Our Lord Jesus Christ got the victory over death held in the grave. Watch what it says. Oh, death, where's your stain? Where's your power? Oh, grave, where's your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks, and again, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15 right there, verse 1. Because you can get the victory right now. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you. I just preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried, he rose again the third day, according to the scripture. If you have put your faith and your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ to be your savior and to save you from sin, death, hell, whatever power that had you bound, you are free in the name of Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.